Today, our midweek focus is from John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. When I was a kid, I remember being outside and playing in the summer and getting so thirsty. I grew up in Oakwood, a state here in Stanford, and so there was always a group of kids of playing outside, and when you got really thirsty, there were two options. Someone might have a water bottle, and they might let you have a sip, but that wasn't really a good option because there's only so much, and people were a bit stingy with a water bottle because it would run out. The other option was the best option, the spigot on a house. Every house had one, and for some reason it always tasted good. Who knows why? You just had to make sure you ran your finger up in there to clear out all the bugs and grass and stuff. This was a much better option because it flowed out nonstop. Everybody could drink up all they wanted. In John 7, 37-39, Jesus tells us people, his people, that when we receive the Holy Spirit, we're going to be like spigots connected to the water line instead of water bottles just to keep to yourself. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said about this about the Spirit which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. God intends to do great things through you. We know that Jesus says, I am the living water, and that when you have him, you will never thirst again. But did you also know that he says, out of your heart shall flow rivers of living water? God delivered you to be a deliverer. What he has poured into your heart, he wants to pour out to others through you. Take, for example, Wolf Creek Dam on Lake Cumberland. It stops the flow of water. The dam created Lake Cumberland by stopping all the water flowing into it and storing it behind its wall. However, that's not actually its primary purpose. That's just a byproduct. It creates a great thing there in Lake Cumberland. People gain a lot of joy and good things from the lake. But the dam's primary purpose is not to create a recreational lake. It exists for a way to release its water. It, it controls flooding throughout the Cumberland River, and it flows water out through the turbines to generate power. The lake, the dam was designed to flow water out to the rest of the river and create power for millions of people in the process. Jesus' teaching begins with one who is thirsty. It begins with understanding you need him. You are broken and need him to make you whole again. Only he can bring us back to the presence of God, secure our future in his kingdom, change our nature, and satisfy all the needs of our soul. Let the one who believes in me drink, Jesus said. We gain him through belief. It's not simple knowledge. Belief goes a step farther. It knows that he is God's Savior and Lord, but it also accepts and receives and submits to him as one's own God, Savior, and Lord. When you do, he pours into you living water, which Jesus here identifies as the Holy Spirit. I'm afraid that believers end up worshiping less than God because they neglect the Holy Spirit. He with the Father and the Son is God. 
Jesus proclaimed that when he left to be with the Father, that it was the disciples, to the disciples' advantage that he go, because then the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in them. And at the end of this time on earth, Jesus kept telling the disciples to wait in Jerusalem. They had a great task to do. They would be his witnesses to all the nations. And we know that they'll eventually spread out and share the hope of Jesus to many nations, and that through them he would pour out rivers of living water on the whole world and begin his church. But they could not do it until the Holy Spirit came on them in the day of Pentecost to empower and equip them to do great good. The plan has not changed. The Spirit poured into them, and they became fountains or rivers of living water pouring into the lives of those around them. And when you believe the Spirit fills you up, and now He is flowing out of you, and not as a trickle or a tiny creek, but as a mighty river, you might feel like you don't have much to offer. What could I say? What could I do that would ever make a difference? You might say, I'm not smart enough, strong enough. I fail too much. I don't have a position. I, no one listens to me. I can't. And right there, we've made a big mistake because the Holy Spirit of God is in you and he equips you and he empowers you to do what he calls you to do. So do not ever say, I can't because your flesh may be weak. But the Spirit in you is strong, and nothing is impossible for Him. When you believe in Him, He fills you up. And then He flows out of you a river of living water to change the lives of others and to rescue them and heal them and fill them. So I give you two challenges today. First, drink deeply of Christ. Read and study His words. Accept them. And then come to him in prayer to ask that he fill you and flow out of you into the lives of others. Second, pour into others. Invest in people, love people, and share the hope of Jesus with them. Have a great week. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.